Welcome to the Foul Original Podcast, where we take a foul look at professional wrestling. This is episode number six of the Hat Tape Roundtable, WWE Elimination Chamber 2019, recorded on February 17th, 2019, featuring Josh from Wrestling Reverb, Nicholas from GG Vision, Smiley from the TNT Podcast, and Levi from the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. Big thanks for their input and make sure you check them all out. The show begins after some important messages from some friends of the Foul Original Show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, for the same mother and father. Oh, yeah, that's right. And we're known as the... You're in a photo I think I have on my fridge. When? Oh, oh, yeah, I think we grew up together. I think, Yeah. yeah. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we somewhere. go way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do have to do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, no, yeah, well... What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Movies, yes. We've covered quite a lot of movies with our compilations. We sit back here and we uh, we watch movies and we do have our, they give you, the wonderful people out there who listen to this, a, our own sort of audio track. It also give you an unwanted commentary. Yeah, you, you could just, like, I could simply just sit down and watch a movie, but like, oh... These guys are talking over it. I, I, I can't enjoy this. And if you dig professional wrestling, we go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW. And if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O-K-A-S-T. Hey, no, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at The Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Yo, 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 everyone. This is your NAK, aka Double G speaking. And if you're hearing this, I can't help but notice you must be a wrestling fan. So, of course, I'd like to tell you about GG Vision, with weekly content featuring the main event, the in ring rundown, a wrestling satirical recap show similar to the Mark Remark that gives you a nice breakdown of everything that happens at WWE's flagship shows. Enjoy weekly highlights showcasing all the lovely Falcon knees and punches you could ask for. Battle for prize money in Metro Nominal, a Pokemon League on Showdown dedicated to metronome battles only that become far more intense than they should be. See you soon. So, hello everyone and welcome to the Hat Take Roundtable, Episode 6. Today, um, after the WWE Chamber, Elimination Chamber 2019, well, that was an interesting show. We are joined today by four awesome wrestling content creators, um, and we're going to start off with giving them a little intro. So, without further adieus, I would like to introduce Josh from Wrestling Reverb. Give yourself a little intro. Let everybody know who ya are. I'm Josh. I'm from Wrestling Reverb. I have a little podcast that I started nearly a year ago. It's a fun little show I do with Kevin Carroll. And we just kind of unpack pro wrestling. And I just like to take a look on the bright side. I kind of like to do. 
Thank you very much there, Josh. Um, next up, we have Smiley from the TNT podcast. Do you want to give us a little intro about yourselves? Can you hear me now? Sorry. Yeah, we got you. We got you. We got you. Okay. All right. What's up, guys? This is Girl Smiley from the TNT Podcast. Y'all know me. The one who's a loud mouth, who cusses about everything, who trash talks about everything from WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, all of that. I have my own little podcast, too. Um, I just started about almost a year ago to the day. Yeah, just turned one years old. So, yay, me. Um, Yeah. So, you know, just, you know, just, y'all know, just know that you guys all know me. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, Smiley. Um, so next up, we have uh, Nicholas from GG Vision. Um, why don't you give us a little intro, my friend? friend. How you doing? Thank you there. Uh, my name is Nicholas. Uh, you can call me the N-I-K-A-K-Double-G. I run uh, YouTube. I have been for a little bit over a year. Uh, the main thing I do is a wrestling satire show called The In-Ring Rundown. It's kind of similar to Little Karibos Mark Remark, if any of you have remember that. And uh, I also do other content like games like Smash Bros. I run a Pokemon tournament that's just metronome battles. That's way too intense than it should be. And uh, I do requests for other people. And this is the main thing I've gotten into with wrestling and i'm glad that i'm here to collab with you guys so i'm here to have some fun awesomeness awesomeness so um next up you might have to turn down your thank you very much um next up we've got levi from the ruthless aggression pod levi come and embarrass me on my show you've got 30 seconds <laughs> it's so good to be back man uh thanks for having me back uh uh today i'm here to bury josh uh he is not safe today but uh yeah i'm levi from the ruthless aggression podcast where we critique pay-per-view by pay-per-view the so-called ruthless aggression era and our question and the project is to answer the question was this really an era so join me on anchor.fm forward slash ruthless pod to kind of find out what this journey is like viewing the ruthless aggression era through the lens of childhood and adulthood classy classy not like the rest of what you're gonna do later but uh uh actually classy show classy individual classy guy Classy guy. I actually was very, very happy to have him as a dueling banjo on Wrestling Reaver the other evening. That was great. So uh, uh, we're going to start with the pre-show. So um, the pre-show, we had Ruby Riot with a video promo about how they're going to win. And she was interrupted by Charlotte Flair. Um, the bar and heavy machinery were there for some reason in a very, very interesting segment that seemed to be just going downhill as we went. We'll talk about that a bit later. Um, seems as if everyone was making fun of Sam Roberts after the um, the, room, uh, the remarks that he made about um, Bianca Belair during NXT. It looks like they were all trying to rile him. Um, we had... Um, Coach kept saying, we need to segue out of this, which seemed like Vince was screaming at him in his ear. Um, Strowman had this weird promo package... And then we had the Cruiserweight Championship. Now, halfway through, we had a video from the New Day talking about Kofi Singston split over this match. Um, during the match, we had a beautiful counter from Akira Dezawa onto the top rope into a Hurricane Rana reversal. Um, inverted Hurricane Rana, two suicide dives. The crowd was so into this match. Um, Buddy Murphy retains with Murphy's Law. Now, the question I wanted to ask you guys was... Um, do the cruiserweights get the respect that they deserve? And we're going to start with Josh on that. 
N-O, big no, they don't. Um, I have started watching 205 Live in the last five or six months. I've started watching it on a regular basis, and every week they put on consistently the best match every single week. And I think pure wrestling-wise, this was probably you know, bell to bell, the best wrestling match of the whole night. Um, They don't get the credit they deserve and they don't deserve to have backstage segments pushed in front of them during their, you know, their big title match on a pay-per-view. Yeah, and I mean, that, that's kind of where I was going with it. Um, obviously, Josh does watch 205 Live a lot more and it just feels felt really disrespectful. Um, I want to take this to um, uh, next up. We're just going to go along the line. It might be easier. Go to Smiley. So um, what did you think of this match? And what did you think about the disrespect? Well, I've been watching 205 Live since Enzo Amore was still a name in WWE, unfortunately. (laughs) So I used to watch, you know, way back when, when they got everybody from the, uh, what was that competition? The Cruiserweight... Um, classic. classic. Yeah, I was watching her since then because I was a huge fan of Mustafa. You know, I watched her, you know, back at home in Chicago. So I was like, Mustafa was in. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm watching. So to know that instead of putting all their like to have viewers watching this match, plus having like a backstage thing, plus a commercial, what was it for like Fastlane or something like that? That's BS. It's complete BS. Every time 205 Live is on Tuesdays, they put on one of these best matches. If you ha- Look, I love any match of Buddy Murphy's, and the man is amazing, okay? I can't I, I can't even lie. I can't lie. He's amazing. Like, he's good. Like, every single match with him, Cedric, and Mustafa is instantly, like, a five-star classic match. It's amazing. So the fact that they, get, they got disrespected, again, it's... Terrible. They need to do something different. From and plus the rumors of them trying to kill Two Five Live is not helping either. It's it's not helping with viewership either. Something needs to change. Okay. Well, um, I'd like to take that to um, yeah, straight down the line again. So let's take that to Nicholas there. Um, this was a really good match. You were in the chat with us, and what did you think of this match? Do you think that the disrespect is deserved? No, by no means. And I will be the first to admit that most weeks I do miss 205 Live just because there's already so much content to keep up with to begin with. But every time I see a match from them on a pay-per-view, not only am I blown away, I'm constantly impressed by the chain wrestling that they incorporate more than anything because that's something I've always loved from back from like Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle, even Dean Malenko, even though he was boring. But Considering that they interrupted this match, what, two, three different times in two, three different ways, it just, uh, to be fair, it should honestly be on the main show to begin with. Like, putting on the the pre-show every time, almost every time, is a load of hot garbage. And it's got to change because the problem isn't the wrestling. It never has ever been the wrestling with these guys. It's the fact that they don't have character depth. Some of them do, but we need more storylines so you can see more angles of them, and that's how you get people to care. And you do that by putting them in more of a spotlight. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that point. That is that is one thing that this kind of takes away from the Cruiserweights. It makes them like 
total afterthought on a match of on a night of pretty good matches. So, uh, Levi, did you get to catch this match? And uh, like, did it live up to your expectations? Do you think they were disrespected with this whole split screen situation? Uh, surprisingly, I did, and I tweeted beforehand that uh, I always like skip the pre-show just because it's like, well, if it's the pre-show, who cares, right? Uh, but a lot of people do, so no disrespect uh, intended there. Uh, I was not bothered by it, one, because I felt the finish was a foregone conclusion. I felt that Buddy Murphy, everyone expected him to walk in champ and walk out champ. Uh, and I feel like everyone would agree with me, but the point being is, you know, we should still respect the match. We should still, you know, give props to the match. Um, I didn't have an issue with it. Uh, the match had its minutes and, um, and, and we still saw, we still saw the important parts. Uh, it kind of goes back to that argument, you know, that people have, like, should there be commercial breaks in between matches, like on, you know, normal TV? Some people are bothered by that. Uh, I've never really cared too much. Uh, Because I still can get the full depth of the match. Uh, Because, you know, the most important things are saved for uh, the main pay-per-view. The the day that we see pay-per-view matches have commercial breaks will be the day that I say something (laughs) more about it. But um, I I didn't have an issue with it. Uh, As far as the respect that they deserve, um, uh, I felt felt that the comment that was made... Uh, there's not enough character depth. I feel like that's fair. Um, and uh, no, they don't. But it falls back on the writing because if I'm correct, wasn't it Vince who was originally writing for 205 Live? And then it Me. got switched over to Triple H. Is that correct? I believe so. If anyone else in the chat can like um, help confirm that, I'm sure that that's how it was, wasn't it? And Triple H took over around about... Thank you for subscribing to the channel. Um, they turned up during, um, what time was it? It was just at the end of Pack, wasn't it? Wasn't it when Enzo first came in? That when Triple Sounds H took over? Right. Huh. Sounds about well, right. If I had to guess. Okay, because well, I don't know. But my point being, um, there, we're still trying to build up this brand, correct? So... Um, we he, pretty much Triple H has just taken Buddy Murphy, made him into this prestigious cruiserweight champion, and uh, he's just killing everybody. That's the story here. So my expectation is for him to be taken down at WrestleMania, and maybe that will build the ball a little more. Uh, but if it, I would believe that 205 would get shut down because, and not to ramble on here. Last last point I'll make. Uh, it's just lack of character depth. And, you know, one guy doesn't make the show. You can, you can compare it to ECW when it was rebranded. Uh, Christian, awesome wrestler, awesome champion. Uh, you know, a one-hour ECW isn't going to sustain itself when you got freaking uh, Hornswoggle and Finley dancing around the ring. You know what I mean? Uh, there needs to be more, and I think we're too late on it. So that's all I'll say. Sorry, I went too long. Okay. No, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this then as a quick one, just for everyone. Um, with the rumors of 205 Live potentially being wrapped up, do you think that this is a step in that direction? And I'm going to just go down the line, starting with Josh. Um, just give me a little yay or nay. No. I don't think so. That's all I... I just don't think it... I don't think it's ending. All right. And Smiley, what do you think? Do you think this is a way to slowly kind of wrap it down? No, not at all. 
and oh sorry yeah and then I'll, i will come back to everyone don't worry i've got a question that i think is gonna get everyone very very quickly riled up and next up nicholas what do you think do you think this is them kind of wrapping up 205 live slowly but surely no not at all i think they're just trying to build buddy murphy while they slowly lost a couple important other players i think they just need some time okay all right, so um, we then had, um, after that, so Buddy Murphy retaining his championship. After that, we had Kevin Owens. We had a wild Kevin Owens group here. Um, he was in um, the backseat of a limo with a pizza um, saying that he gets to watch Finn win the IC title and he's hoping to see the Riot Squad win the tag team and the Raw Women's Championship, and he says he's watching it with a buddy. Now, he talks about pineapple pizza, and I had this question I'm going to ask y'all. Do you like pineapple on your pizza, starting with Josh? No, it's disgusting. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, but why? But why? Give me, give me why. Tell me why, Josh. It, it's just like a weird fruit that shouldn't be hot. It's not right. And it's yellow and get out of here. I just hate it. My God, no. <laughs> what you got against okay. yellow, Josh? Listen, yellow's like the sun. I like the dark. I like to be cold. I, I hate summer. I'm that person, and I hate pineapple on a pizza. Dude, you're from Australia. So when you said you bleed blue, it made sense. Got it. Sorry. Yeah, literally. Literally. <laughs> All right, Smiley. Pineapple on your pizza? Hell no. That's just disgusting. Who the hell? Look, I'm from Chicago. We don't put pineapples on our goddamn pizza. <laughs> Where I'm from, I eat deep dish pizza, either cheese or sausage. Who the hell puts pineapples on pizza? That's just a thing. You need some help, whoever does that shit. Oh, okay. Whoa, whoa. Oh, before I put my stance on this, and then Nicholas, what about you, pineapple on pizza? You already know how foul that thing is. You know how directly that I don't want anything to do with that yuck fest called pineapple. It's not going on my pizza. It's not going anywhere near me. <laughs> Levi, <laughs> what about you, mate? The mega powers collide, brother. I don't mind it on my pizza, actually. I'm not going to go right. overboard and say I hate it. So, foul. I, I would not be in the same stance as you, but we're in the ballpark. I don't mind it on my pizza. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm cool with pineapple on my pizza. I've had, but I'm going to tell you a pizza combination that I've had that you're all going to be like, yeah. Tuna. And pineapple pizza. If you have not tried it, give it a go. You sick freak. You You are truly foul. Truly foul. Yes. Give it a go. Don't try it. You will thank me Yeah, in a few years' time when I brought you the new taste sensation from Asians. Because that's where it came from. We always had it. So uh, that's uh, now uh, in in seriousness though. Um, um, how do you how did you like seeing Kevin Owens coming back? Um, and what do you think? Do you think he's coming back as face? Do you think he's coming back as heel? I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to start from Levi and go backwards. So Levi, what do you think? What did you think about seeing Kevin Owens there? Um, weird, um, confused, scared. These are all words I would use to describe my feelings. Uh, I didn't know he was in a limo. I'll say that. So when you said that, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I thought he was like, in the front seat of his car. Well, <laughs> like, I think uh, it was a limo. Just, let's just say it was a limo. Let's let's kind of uh, make this a little more fancier than it needs to be. Uh, I don't know why they're doing this, man. I, I, I wish I knew, but like... It's so random. Just like, hey, guys, Kevin Owens on my phone. Remember me? I was a bad guy. But now 
uh, my buddy Finn Balor and Becky Lynch. Wow, isn't this great? Oh, here I am, eat the pizza. Woo! And it, that's all we get. It's so strange. It's so strange. I'm gonna I'm gonna add a little bit extra to this when we come to Nick. Um, what did you think about the particular names that he shouted out? So he specifically picked Finn Balor, specifically picked the Riot Squad. What, what, why do you think that those names were brought up by him? I'm not really sure, to be quite honest. They seem like I gotta agree with, uh, gotta agree with them. This seems just completely random and out there. Finn Balor, I guess they have a little bit of history, but Riot Squad, do have they ever interacted on TV ever? I don't think so, and it kind of sucks. But I kind of like it just because I'm always happy to see KO. He's always going to be one of my favorites, and just anytime he's talking, usually I'm smiling. So, mm. I mean, the closer he comes, fine. But I think I think he's got to be coming back as a babyface this time. And good God, just give him something important to do, not a porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Smiley, what what did you think about seeing KO? Are you excited to see him coming back soon? Hey, the top season means just bring him back. I love Kevin Owens, and hopefully when they bring him back, either make him, you know, the ruthless heel that I know and love, and to stop putting him in porta potties and stop having him run from freaking Braun Strowman. Uh, Okay, what would you have him do when he comes back? Just go through every guy, just destroy them. Just like, I'm angry, you know, Braun Strowman put put me out of commission. So I'm just here to destroy everyone's career and just go right down the list. That could be pretty sweet, actually. Um, especially if he pulls out a list and makes reference to Jericho. That would be beautiful. Yeah, because they um, are best friends. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Exactly. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, now, Josh, what about you? KO, yay or no? I'm a big Kevin Owens fan in general. Um, I don't really know what to think about what's going on with his comeback and stuff like that but I'm just I'm I think we're all kind of in the majority I like KO I'm happy to see him on my screen and as long as he's not in a porta potty I'm good so I'm fine with KO doing this it's kind of like a journey that we're not really sure where he's going and I kind of like that Okay. Um, I just want to say uh, thanks to the chat, um, Brian. Uh, people wonder why Pac was pissed off with WWE referring to the Cruiserweights. And KO keeps stressing he's back in a month. Why? That's interesting. Yeah, it's back in a month. Oh, I guess that we're getting ready for WrestleMania. Um, so moving through this, um, this pre- so the pre-show ends um, with Mark Henry coming out um, with a massive pop um, as he's joined by Char- the lovely Charlie Caruso. And he puts over the Cruiserweight match, like he really puts it over massively. He's got a documentary which is airing right now on the network. Well, it looks pretty good, actually. Um now, they talk about the Elimination Chamber match. Um, he puts over Kofi as well, and there's a massive Kofi chant, um, and then he starts talking about the Hall of Pain. Um, now, what did you guys think of... Because I thought that that was him like retiring, because that's his home state. Um, what's everybody's thoughts on Mark Henry? And let's switch it back up again. Let's start with Josh. Um, I liked Mark Henry with the Hall of Pain stuff. I liked Mark Henry as sexual chocolate. Um, I can't ever say that Mark Henry was one of my favorites. I'd be lying. But he's always someone that I put it this way. If he was on my screen, I was fine. If he's off my screen, 
I'm fine. I'm kind of just neutral with Mark Henry. He's done a lot of cool stuff. Um, like I said, Hall of Pain stuff was awesome. Um, but other than that, I don't really have that many like fond memories of Mark Henry. That's not really, he's not ever been the guy, if you get me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to kind of add something onto this when I bring it over to Smiley. Um, do you think that Mark Henry's got another run in him? Um, nah. When it comes to, you know, the old guys coming back to try to wrestle, I'm not worried at all. Like, you got, like, a whole entire backstage area full of people who are just sitting and catering. You're just like, you know what? I'm just going to bring back all the old people that I know have all had championships and all in the Hall of Fame. But no, no, you should not come back. Nope, 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 nope. But, but, do, you, no. but do you think... But do you think he could put someone over? Do you think that he could he could be like like I mean and I know I look at it like Braun Strowman, but do you think like someone like him going up again and being like being killed by Braun Strowman would put over Strowman, or do you think he'd have to have that last like nostalgia bump so he'd have to win it and? No, if he's coming back to put someone over, I'm totally for because I I love Mark Henry. He's a total legend. I did not like the second chocolate. It was a weird time in wrestling. When they came up with that, it was just too weird for me. Yeah, <laughs> but you know the hall of pain that was that that was you know that that was I like that. But sex with chocolate thing was just it was it was too too weird. When you had sex with Mae Young, I was just like, okay, I'm done. Ew, ew. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like there were certain, but he's had such a career. Um, Nicholas, I want to ask you, um, with Mark Henry, like I thought, do you think that this year he will actually retire? Like he hasn't officially done it yet. Do you think that he'll retire this year? I could see it happening. I uh, I have to agree with Smiley that I'm not a fan of older wrestlers coming back for one last run. And here's the thing. Him putting someone over, would that really hold much credibility anymore? When is the last time he's fought anyone? I'm pretty confident it's been close to a year, if not longer, at least on TV since I can remember. And, yeah, I love the thing about Mark Henry that sexual chocolate showed us his goofy side and he showed us he can make me smile, make me laugh. But, man, nothing compared to Hall of Pain. Hall of Pain made us see how he could be one of the just the scariest truest monster heels that we've seen in the business and ever since then he kind of just is more of a backstage trainer and stuff and stuff and i'm completely fine with that i could definitely see him going in the next year okay um levi obviously you guys cover the ruthless aggression era um during that period of time mark henry was a pretty big deal um looking back at how he was then and now do you think that he's been used correctly since the ruthless aggression um well i would I mean, like to I, I i would i would dispute that a bit um we we have delved in from the ruthless aggression era thus far we're not even a year old yet uh but so far we've made it through the first ruthless aggression promo raw episode uh june 24 2002 uh, we are from there, uh, and we just covered Survivor Series 2002. And I watch every Raw and SmackDown between the pay-per-views. And Mark Henry, uh, so far, has been uh, not a jobber, uh, but he doesn't win, uh, pretty much. And um, and before that, you know, he was sexual chocolate. You know, he, he wasn't a prominent winner. 
you know, he was put over as the world's strongest man, former Olympian, X, Y, and Z. And what we have next is, you know, he aligns himself with Theodore Long for a little bit, and he, you know, becomes a little bit more prominent. And as far as the ruthless aggression era goes, he pops back up, fused with Batista and Undertaker, but not too much after that. Um, so uh, I would I would dispute that. I just want to be clear on that. Now, my views on Mark Henry uh, would kind of align with Smiley's because I don't think he's just ever been uh, just drastically prominent. You know, he had his he had his run with the world title, uh, and it was great. Mark Henry's accomplishments can't be denied. Um, now, uh, I kind of want to address what you asked her in terms of, of like, w- would a run benefit anybody? Would a run benefit p- someone like Braun Strowman? Uh, and I would say no, uh, because before he left, he was sort of that enhancement guy. You know, he put over Kevin Owens and people like that. Um, and, you know, Kevin Owens is Kevin Owens. Uh, but, you know, in recent memory, he's gone on to job to Braun Strowman, stuff like that. Um, people don't really remember that, you know, he did a pop-up powerbomb to Mark Henry or beat Mark Henry or Mark Henry's just in that stage of his career, you know, either be a winner or, you know, you're just kind of taking up space. So hmm. it's kind of, did I answer your question? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In a roundabout okay. way. No, no, you did. You did. You asked both of us. No, that's great. That's great. Um, okay, so I'm going to move us along to the start of the pay-per-view. So that was the end of the pre-show, um, and we went into the beginning of the pay-per-view. Now, this is something I'm going to come to Smiley first about this, actually, because this is something that during the pre-chat um, we kind of realized. And I'm going to save a little bit of the vitriol for moments of flair, but... First up, moved from the main event by order of Vince in the first match of the night was the women's tag team chamber match. Now, um, obviously, lots of things happened today. So, um, and this weekend, those... And I just want to very, very briefly highlight to you the match. So first up, we had the Boston Hug connection and uh, Mandy, Ro- oh, sorry, Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville. And... They, we then had the Riot Squad come out. Um, some really, really good, ma- like some straight slaps. Liv Morgan impressed the hell out of me in this match. Um, they had a Tower of Doom with Bailey at the top. Everything looked a little bit sloppy, but it was still good. The Iconics then came in and tried to pin everyone. Um, some really amazing knees to the back. Some really good tag team work from Sasha Banks and Bailey. Um, Bailey looked legit knocked out at one point from Peyton's kick to the back of her head. Um, we then got Naomi and Carmella in. When Naomi and Carmella came in, there wasn't really much heat for her. Um, there was a bit of mixed heat. Then we realized that Corey Graves is on commentary. So Beth Phoenix made it awkward and Renee Young also made it awkward. Um, Carmella did a Hurricane Rana and a super kick to Logan and Morgan, tried to get her heat back. Um, there was a double, a really good looking double pin on Naomi from the Iconics, which eliminated that team. Next up, we had N- um, Naya and Tamina Snooker. <laughs> as Naya came out of her pod she knocked 
almost knocked the cameraman down and screamed. <laughs> the Iconics put themselves into a pod. Um, they were eliminated after being rogged, ragdolled after the cage in stereo. It looked it looked brutal. Uh, stereo Samoan drops and a double pin. Icons eliminated. Liv Morgan and Logan come off the top of the pod to try to take out Nia Jax with some really, really good-looking crossbodies. Um, Nia Jax and Samoan drop from the second rope. Uh, splash from Snooker to both of the right squad, taking them out. Right squad eliminated. Nia Jax runs through a pod, <laughs> breaks the glass. Uh, everyone pins to Mina. They're eliminated. Uh, I've got here that Graves mentions his daughter. Um, backstabber to Bailey. Bailey to Bailey suplex. Manny breaks up. They had a really good tag team match at the end of that, but it ends with a bank statement onto Deville uh, tap out. And the first ever tag team champions, Boss and Hug Connection, impassioned speech of Charlie Caruso. You deserve it from the crowd. Now, what I was going to ask was, first of all, do you think that this was in the right place of the night? And I'm going to go to, um, I'm going to go to Smiley first. Nope. Why? Nope. No, no, this Why? did not have it. Look, it may have been sloppy at first. Look, look. Okay. This is the first ever, well, not the first, I wouldn't say the first, because it's been done before, but WWE's like, nope, that never happened. This is the first. I'm like, okay. Well, this should have been at least in the middle. Smack dab in the middle. But to have this opening up first, as historic as it is, it should have been at least in the middle or main event. Now, I understand why the men's main event is because Kofi's amazing, but as it should be, you know, it's an historic first time ever women's tag team titles are being, you know, it's, you know, being put on someone for the first time. It should, it shouldn't open the show. It should be at least be in the middle. Like something these people like been sitting here excited to see, like this should have been either in the middle right before, like, just like, uh, the Rumble last year, they, uh, did two back to back, uh, Royal Rumbles. First they did the men's, then they did the women's. No, it was the women's first, then the men's. It should have been at least like that. It should have been the women's elimination chamber first, then the men's. So, okay. I, 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 don't, uh, I don't understand why Vince changed his mind and be like, you know what, screw it, put them first and have the men go last. Like, I don't understand why. Yeah, uh, that, that's what I mean, yeah. Um, we've got some people in the chat totally agreeing with you, Smiley, saying the um, Acedian67 uh, Smiley's right, um, and Billy Billy Walker here saying it should have been further down the card, though it was a great match to start the show. So what I'd like to do is this is a free-for-all for everybody else. Who disagrees? Who thinks that it was right to go on first? Me, I disagree. I I think it was right to hey, go on Josh. first. I'm kind of somewhere okay, in the who, middle. Okay, actually, all right, we're going to go to... We'll go to Nicholas first, then. So you're somewhere in the... Actually, no, 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 first. Let's go to Josh. So, Josh, you've got the same opinion. Why should it have gone on first? I just think it should have went on... If you're not main eventing, you want to be opening. You want to start off the show and say, follow that. And those girls did. They they went out there. Sure, like you mentioned, there was a few things at the first that were a tad bit sloppy, but it kind of... Everything else that happened in the match overshadowed that. I certainly didn't remember those first little few little bits. But if, like I said, if you're not going on last, you want to go on first. You want to tell everyone to follow you and say, hey, we should be main eventing. Show them why we should main event. Um, I just think you split the two chambers up. So then by the time you get to the end of the show, you've kind of can do similar spots 
in each chamber match without putting them back to back or too close together for people to be like, hey, we just seen that in that chamber match. It's not as cool now. There's just a few little things. I think that it was the right thing to go on first. And that's just kind of where I stand on it. Yeah, no, no, no. That's what I mean. I I wanted to kind of know what everyone's... I'm going to give you my view after I've got everyone else's. Um, Okay, let's go to Levi because he obviously says that he didn't want it to, uh, he's uh, disagrees with that opinion that it should go on for uh, sorry he disagrees with smiley so why do you disagree i, I disagree for uh, i think she brought some good points uh but i disagree in the sense that um like josh said um it really set the tone for what the show was because you know as we uh reviewed on josh's show the wrestling reverb uh go check mm-hmm. it out now in our nice elimination chamber predictions there's a plug Thank for you, you joshy yes sir oh, crazy um, <laughs> crazy go to anchor.fm slash wrestling revo thank you oh, thank you thank you how could i forget <laughs> capital r mind you um anyway uh, <laughs> uh it set the tone uh for the show um and uh uh if i was nitpicky i would i would also say you know as a standalone it was a great match and uh that can't be taken away from the women and uh i could argue uh maybe it didn't even need the chamber because i felt the chamber was uh minimally utilized uh it, you know you had spots like See, we're gonna come we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna come back to that i'm gonna come back to that another question actually in oh, this okay. i've got a few questions <laughs> we're going to come back i'm going to take it just for the opinions of that i'm going to take it to nicholas and nicholas you said you're somewhere halfway in the middle so just give us a little idea of where you're coming from yeah sure um i think it's mostly just because wwe always gives themselves a double-edged sword when they do things like this because now we have two royal rumbles two elimination chambers two hell in a cells yada 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 and you have to both want to start the show strong but you also want to have an important match later down the card which is kind of tricky to do because you want to space out those special matches at the same time you want those matches to be in an important i would say level up the card so i agree with josh because the opener has to be strong if you don't want to be if you're not in the main event be the opener but i also agree with smiley that being higher up the card especially maybe like second or third last it would have been appropriate okay all right so i'm going to quickly give you mine then and then i've got actually another quite we've got a few questions related about this match so um i'm happy that it went on first it was a damn fine match it was it was a really good match and that was it said that it felt like when seth rollins goes on first felt like that like it was everyone has to follow this now everyone has to follow it and it was a damn fine chamber match it potentially didn't need that stipulation as Levi's saying um but i'm happy that it went on first i especially what happened in the main event i'm happy that it went on first now i've got another question which was um who was this the right result the winners for this match and if it wasn't who would you have won instead and i'm going to start off with levi actually so who do you if, was this the right result and who do you think would have would have been best to win it instead yes <laughs> i'm sorry i have to, I have to. Dude, don't worry. i love it i that's, love that, it that's, that's just that was for you oh good that was really good good <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you that's just for you Fel. uh thanks so, man thanks um i think people saw it as a foregone conclusion that um 
Bailey and Sasha would win. Uh, Josh uh, did not want them to win. Let's just make that clear. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. a party pooper, mm-hmm. and uh, he did not want them to win. Uh, I did uh, because you know I believe in I believe in baby faces, man. Baby faces all day long. Um, yeah. That being said, um, I think they made the right choice. Okay. What was the other part right. of your question? Um, so the other point was, um, was it the right result for the match? And if it wasn't, who would you have won it instead? So I think you kind of got that in one. But don't worry, well, there Lord is more. Lord knows there it is... wasn't Tamina. My gosh. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I'm going there. Nah. I'm getting that oh. nuclear heat, baby. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, so I'm going to spin it around to Josh then. I'm going to spin it around to Josh. Who do you th- I know who you would have had to win this match anyway. <laughs> but was this the right result for the match? And who would you have win it instead? Okay, so... I'm not dumb. I know who should have won this match. And yes, Bailey and Sasha were the right pick. They were the right pick. However, I did not want these two to win. I wanted my Aussie girls to win. It's kind of a foregone conclusion. I know I'm from Australia. I like Australians, blah, blah, blah. But I would have had the Iconics <laughs> win. Like, I just I just would have had... A... <laughs> I like the iconics, all right? Like, just let me wave my flag. You know what? Yes, yeah. I, I, go, go. People won. I understand. Does that flag have Nathan Jones on it by chance? <laughs> Hell no, it does not. <laughs> Is Nathan Jones hanging out with the Usos in the Uso Penitentiary? Oh, so, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. We have lowered the tone already. So, um, now, actually, that links us into our next question, um, because I think I'm just going to roll to the next question, because uh, I think everyone is really in the mind frame that that was probably the right, um, the right result. But... How much do you think the Corey Graves, Carmella, Naomi situation affected the outcome to this match? (laughs) Because it's a very intriguing question. Uh, And uh, who wants to start? Oh, me, 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 me. Go on, the smiley. Oh, man. Okay. So I don't know if y'all are like, death, not death. Yeah. Yeah, death. Yeah. I don't know if y'all didn't hear any of that when Carmella and Naomi came out. I don't know if you guys heard the Corey Graves slash home record chant. I don't know if any of y'all heard that, but I mm-hmm. did because I had my volume turned all the way up when they when she came out. I was like, come on, Corey. They went oh, they turned the volume down. You could tell they turned the volume down because at one point you could hear it. They they turned it well that she came out to her theme music. There was no crowd noise on that whatsoever. Not even Corey Graves said a word, and I'm just like, come on, Corey, give me something. Give me something. <laughs> but he this was, was totally... Quiet. Huh? So he was quiet. He was deadly quiet. He said nothing. Not a word. He knows not to say nothing. He's already, like, in the hot seat, right next to Beth Phoenix and Renee Young. He knew not to say anything. If he said they one him shit. on him. <laughs> but, um... Both of them had a very, very bad weekend from night from Jimmy getting arrested to uh, Corey's wife finding out through Lana that uh, 
uh, sorry, allegedly Lana emailing um, his wife pictures and text messages. You know, uh, Lana, uh, Lana being messy. Alleg- I'm gonna say allegedly Lana being messy, but um, this totally did because the way that she actually got a me took the pen instead of Carmela. The way she got pen, that definitely I, I could tell. I'm like, yeah, that's punishment. That's punishment. It's punishment. Thanks. I don't know. Look, I didn't like that. Naomi is getting all is also in the middle of this because she's partnering with Carmela, so she also had to deal with the BS. So I'm just like, she don't deserve that. She didn't deserve to get pinned by two girls. Like she didn't get pinned. She didn't deserve to get pinned by the iconics like that. Look, I know you like the iconics, but she didn't deserve to get pinned like that. She could at least ate one one pin for one girl, but not both of them. That's not fair. That's not cool. But, I didn't like. But it. that's the thing. It it kept her strong, and it was a, an amazing looking pin. But yeah, it was weird that Carmella didn't take the pin like at all. Um. It was really weird. Anybody else want to jump in on that? Um, do you think that it was affected by what happened? This Just actually to give everyone a quick, quick breakdown. Corey Graves and Carmella had an affair that was made public. Um, it's going, it's really dirty laundry everywhere happening over social media. Naomi and Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso being arrested um, for drunken disorderly when Naomi was arrested in Detroit. There's a lot more to that story. Naomi was not arrested. Sorry, Naomi. I had to, like, sorry. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Naomi was not arrested, but she was driving. She was pulled over by the cops, and that's when Jimmy got out and started being belligerent. So Naomi was about to be arrested, and he came out and got himself arrested instead. That's basically what it seems as what is going on. I can understand, and we spoke about this in the Weekly Wrestling Recap, that I don't really have a really good idea of what race relations are like in Detroit. But from what I've heard, you don't want to be a black person being stopped in Detroit for a traffic violation. Nope, 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 nope. And no, you don't. No. So I can see... <laughs> yeah, and I can see, and I can see, and I, it's the, the whole of the, and I kind of spoke about this before, the whole of the police report sounds a little bit dubious. Uh, it all sounds a little bit like he was physically intimidating me, so that's why I pulled my gun out and shot him. I can see, like, you can tell it seems that there's a lot more to that story. But anybody else want to jump in that how this might have affected the outcome? How do you think that they would have been, it would have happened differently if this hadn't just gone? Um... I, if I could say quickly, uh, I don't mm-hmm. think it would have affected the overall outcome because I think my favorite thing about the Elimination Chamber match is that it ended with the two teams that it should have ended, and that was Mandy Rose and Sony Deville versus Boston Hug Connection, even though they have the worst tag team name in history. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... And obviously, like, man, it's all or nothing with WWE, isn't it? The two people that just got randomly thrown together as a team both have crazy things that happen in the same week right before this happens. Like, really? (laughs) But honestly, I'm kind of glad if there was a punishment, it was kind of a half punishment because Naomi was kept somewhat strong by being pinned by two women, even though I don't like that they were taken out first because I love Naomi. But... Yes, Carmella, the glow. Exactly, and uh, Carmella. Yeah, I'm a little surprised she didn't eat the pen, but I don't think it would have affected the overall outcome. I think it was just really crazy close combined circumstances. <laughs> um, anybody else want to jump in on that? I, I just want to say that um, the Iconics got an elimination, so I was so surprised. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? The second they did that pin. Let's stop and appreciate the Iconics for getting the pinfall. Good job. You know what? The second. They're so good. They, they're they're going to teach me how to do a schoolboy. <laughs> they did that double pin. You're welcome. That was the most. That was iconic. That totally was. They did it. And I was like, this is the first time that unironically I'm looking at what they're doing and saying, that's iconic. That's iconic. That was an iconic pin. Like it truly was, with no sarcasm and no. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was um, beautiful. Right. It was a beautiful thing. Okay, let's uh, move on. Oh, nice, nice, nice wordplay. Thank you. I had to. Uh, I had to. <laughs> you have to. Uh, now uh, we then had the. Okay, so this then happened. Like it was a really weird evening. This then happened. It was the Miz and Shane versus the Usos. Now the Miz decides to come out to dedicate the match to Maurice and his and his papa. Um, have I, Alexa, stop the music? Oh, I think I accidentally said something to her, and she's not saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Um, she comes, <laughs> she uh, she comes out uh, for a huge announcement, and they get a huge pop, and she's pregnant again. Uh, Shane comes out as well. That's yes, fast. I mean congr- to be honest, yeah, to be honest, that's I know. So I was fast. like, like that's that that that's an Asian pregnancy cycle. That is, that's like the kids basically out, and they've got this another one in. Men do work. <laughs> I came to play. No, I'm playing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was straight away. I was, I was just thinking. I was like, "Damn, he hasn't. She hasn't even." But you know, that, that's a really There's impressive. A price to uh, pay. Time for me to get another baby made. All right, I'm done. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm done this time. <laughs> the million zygote challenge. He won it. Now uh, the. <laughs> Hopefully, so we'll get that. Now uh, Shane. So um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Keep it professional. Keep it professional. Now uh, we had <laughs> as professional as I can. Vasectomy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's only when he re- that's only when he retires. But it's totally reversible. You can come back anytime you want. Now uh, there's a wow. we had. Okay. I know. I know. It's the Rick. It's the Rick Flair drop. That is. Uh, this raised. Is <laughs> a genetic jackhammer. Uh, where are my notes? <laughs> the Miz and Shane versus the Usos. Um, Shane comes out, the Usos come out to allegedly no reaction, but I think they had their volume turned down. But then they start getting like massive Uso support for some reason. Um, Shane with a weird looking bicycle kick and then a big back body drop to Jay and floats over for some very, very, very sloppy looking DDTs. Um, Shane on Matt goes coast to coast. He tries to go coast to coast again and uh, it's, a, it's a super kick and then a frog splash but Jimmy from Jimmy but he's saved by the Miz. The Usos I put in here are still massively over. Um, Miz clears apart the announce table and I thought that this is where he was going to do his big heel turn but no, the best tag team in the world work together and Shane O'Mac does a very sweaty, uh, big elbow drop from the inside to the out. Um, Miz, uh, leap of faith by Shane, taking out Jay. Super kick to Miz from Jimmy. Skull crushing finale to Jimmy. But then, for some reason, he pin- he's pinned with a roll-up. And the Usos are now the new tag team champions. Um, Miz and Shade walk back with pure face heat, consoling each other, and nothing happens. All right. So my question, like obviously the Usos just being involved in. So I'm just gonna cough. 
Um, do you think the Usos? Do you, okay. Do you think the Usos should be the new tag team champions? Is it fair that they are rewarded after breaking the lower? And I'm going to start with start with Levo. Um, I guess. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I'm mixed on it. Um. I think the the headlines of them quote unquote trying to get fired were so ridiculous. Uh, I feel like this tells a story that we don't yet have the big picture of. So uh, I don't know. Either way, it's cool with me. That's all I can say. Okay, let's uh, let's take it. Let's just switch up the order every single time. Let's take it to Josh now. What do you think? Do you think that she'd be tag team champs? Do you think they should be rewarded for breaking the law? I mean, Jey Uso did nothing wrong. So, I mean, there's there's two tag team champions. There's not one. I don't think it matters that much. Like, okay, yeah, he broke the law in some regard. We don't know the whole situation. We don't. We don't know all the facts. We think we know all the facts, like, like what we know. But it's his personal life to a certain degree. Um I don't know it's a, it's a, it's. A, I mean, in, in between, I guess. Yes, I don't think he should be punished too much at his job, but it is a public job. I don't know. I'm, I'm very in the middle. This, this is, this was the whole point I was trying to kind of make. It's, it feels like it's rewarding bad behavior if you're in the public. Because think about this: last time that this went down. They retained the tag team championships, and I made a joke during my watch along that I guess if the Usos want to win gold, they just got to go and get themselves arrested because then they'll either retain or win. So that's what seems to happen, and it seems to be setting a really like dangerous precedent. Um, but I'd like to go to Nicholas and just ask him, what do you think? Do you think um, it's fair that they're rewarded after breaking the law, and do you think they should be the new tag team champs? Um, I think it has absolutely nothing to do with them and getting trouble in with the law. I loved making that joke, and it's hilarious that it happened twice, but <laughs> it's not. They want to keep them. They they don't want them giving up their contracts when, what, come April or whatever. They don't want them chancing going to AEW, and that, I think it was all part of the major storyline with Miz and Mac. I feel like nothing is going to interrupt that storyline. It's probably just going along as it's supposed to. But that that's the thing. I'm going to take this to, uh, to Smiley, actually, to end with this one, but... Do you think that the reason they became tag team champs is so they didn't walk along to hang out with Cody in the books? Oh yeah, definitely. They look. It's like whatever happens outside, of, you know, of the ring. It's like sometimes WWE really doesn't care as long as it's not murder or rape. But it was like, hey, you put over. Not such a big deal. You weren't driving. You're just acting like a drunken idiot. And yep. I don't think you know they should get punished for that. He wasn't. You know, he didn't attack anybody. He was just being a stupid, drunk idiot. Like, but you know, I, I'm a big Uso fan, so I'm glad. Six-time champion. Thank God. Fine. Yes. I did, the cool. Miz and Shane as a tag I team agree. is weird. It's weird. And I was just like, why? I want them to break up already. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It really is weird, isn't it? And I've got someone in the chat here saying um, they were the first team eliminated. Oh, we talk about <laughs> we talk about the iconics of it. Um, so uh, 
All right, thank you very much. We're going to move on to the next match, which was um, Bend Over Bobby, IC Champ, and Leo Rush <laughs> facing off against Finn Balor. Because that's his name now. That's his name. It's Bend Over Bobby. Those glutes. What it is. <laughs> and it, that, that, that ass don't quit. And uh, he don't take no shit. So uh, Leo, Leo Rush looking, and I've put in my notes, Leo Rush looking good. Go against Balor. So this match, just to explain what happened during this match, I really needed to go and piss, so I did. Yeah, I took this as my piss break match, basically. Yeah, which I, I feel like a bit. I wasn't really paying attention. You didn't miss much. Yeah, and I, I disappeared for like twenty seconds, and I was a, so I don't really. Uh, oh, it's Nathan. It, Nathan Wallace, Bay Bay, how you doing in the chat over here? One of our regs. Um, no, so I'm putting my Bay Bay. Let's talk about him again instead of the pay per view. No. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, Nathan, no, Nathan Wallace. What up, Nathan Wallace? My co-host and color commentator a lot of the time. Actually, he helps get all the facts that I don't know. Um, so he's got. Uh, I've put in here the crowd are dead for this match, but there are loads of quick tags between Leo Rush and Lashley. Um, Rush blind tags his way in before Lashley gets. Take goes to make a spear, make a spear, <laughs> makes a spear. Balor rolls out of the way of the. I don't know why I wrote that. Balor rolls out of the way of the frog splash. Balor goes to work on Rush and Coup de Gras and then pins Leo Rush. For some reason, Finn Balor is now your intercontinental champion. I've got that Lashley berates Rush and people start chanting, chanting for Lashley actually, like face Lashley almost as he looks to knock him out. And then a judo slam to Rush leaves the ring screaming. Bah! So I've put in the questions here. Your new IC champ is Finn Balor. But I've put, why do you think Finn Balor is now champ? Are you happy with the match or do you think he should have beaten Lashley clean? And also, is this in response to AE Dub? Let's start with Smiley. They don't want anyone to go. Now, from what I've heard, I've heard, you know, I have a lot of people tell me things that everyone's contract, AJ's, um, Ballers, the Good Brothers, all of them, people who used to be in Bullet Club, all of their contracts are up in April. And they know that Finn are still good, you know, buddies with the Ombuds, so they don't want him to go anywhere. So they're like, you know what? Here you go. Here's a title that keeps you happy. You're not going to go anywhere. You're not going anywhere. So I'm proud that a man finally has a title. I would have been, you know, happy if, if Ben over Bobby had, you know, been being clean instead of small little Leo Rush. But yeah. A title, a title. Owen's a win. Okay, okay. Let's take that to Josh then. So, what do you, what y'all think about him being champ now? And are you happy with the match? But up, but up, but oh. The match was what it was. I was the same as you. I took a piss during this match. Um, so, I mean, it was fine. I'm fine with him beating Leo. Like Smiley said, a win's a win. He's the champion who gives a shit. You know what I mean? So I'm happy. Finn's great. Um, and it's the IC title. It might give a bit of steam back to that championship. I, I don't think it's at all like at the place that the US title is, but at the same time, I think it's lost a little bit of its. It, it might add a few pegs back onto the onto the IC title. So I'm happy with it. Wins a win. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, DJ Storm's in the house and saying, uh, "Tell CM Smiley, I said hi." So, um, hey, the DJ Storms, thank you for joining the show. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> 
um so we're gonna take that same question um but i'm gonna kind of change it up a little bit do you think that finn balor would work in all elite wrestling and i'm gonna take that to nicholas let's go to you oh yeah I can't imagine why not. The, not even taking the fact that you know all his buddies are there for the most part. Think about it. Not this was kind of just a consolation prize at the best, or at best because of what happened with Brock, and he's just been, for lack of a better term, dicked around for two straight years. I mean, he came right back to Raw after his injury, and then almost got KO'd by Jinder Mahal in the earth-shattering elbow, and then did nothing for another two years, basically, since then. And if I were him, I can honestly see why they are giving this to him to keep him around. I have to agree with Smiley. And the thing is, the Intercontinental Championship has kind of been dead in the water ever since, you know, the whole Seth Rollins and Intercontinental Dolph Ziggler back and forth hot potato game so if he does something with it awesome give us a great match at Wrestlemania I'm fine with it but I'm willing to bet it's going to be another ladder match like usual okay um, Levi I'm going to I'm going to take this to you and ask you a very simple question do you think that this consolation prize is enough for Balor personally Hail State um, all I would say is, um, I think people tend to overreact when it comes to Finn Balor. Um, not, not totally baseless because let's not forget the time Finn Balor lost to Kane for no reason. Uh, you know, in times he's had a rough go of it, but the man's been constantly on TV. Uh, he's talented and he would work anywhere. Um, so, um, I think he is a talent deserving of the Intercontinental Championship. Um, I do hate it for, for Lashley because, you know, I am a Bobby Lashley purist. I want nothing but the best for Lashley. Um, uh, I, I wish there, there was better for him. But uh, I, I think I think this isn't uh, terrible for Finn Balor. Um, I think uh, – I thought the match was great. Um, I thought it got over with the crowd. Um and uh, I think Finn can have a, a potentially good run with the IC title, and uh, it'll just uh, help to build his stock until he again buys for the Universal title. I don't think he's going to a uh, almost called it A and W. Ever since I made that stupid <laughs> joke, uh, beer, I was going to say I was going to sing beer money there for some reason, but it wasn't w. that. So, <laughs> but uh, I don't think he's going to AEW. So I I I think people are freaking out over any wrestler having issues these days. Oh my gosh, Vince McMahon is having trouble with his writers. Is he going to AEW? Find out next week on Raw, on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to ask. <laughs> I want to. I want to ask one more question, kind of rapid fire to everyone. Um, we obviously know what happened later on in the night. Let's not spoil that just yet. But um, what do you think is next for Bobby Lashley after this? Uh, and let's just go down the line. We'll start with Josh, and we'll just go down the line. So, Josh, what do you think is next for Bobby Lashley? Um. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep seeing the big man's ass. So I'm fine. Good. Good. Smiley, well, what do you, you think is next from Bobby Lashley? Other than new underoos. 
um, Battle Royale and WrestleMania that he will not win. Yep. 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 <laughs> next up, Nicholas, what, what, do you, what do you think we're going to see Bobby Lashley doing next? If he doesn't have a specific feud with Leo Rush for a determined amount of time, then I could either see him in the Intercontinental whatever match or, like she said, in the Battle Royal at WrestleMania. I, it's hard to tell because he just seems lost after this. Uh, uh, Levi, what about you? Where do you see him next? What, what do you see him doing next? First of all, I'm appalled at all the Bobby Lashley hate. So... Um... Shame on all of you and your families. Uh, hex on you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> hey, I gave him a compliment. I talked about his ass. He smells like generic, dude. Oh. The guy, he is oh, the generic. He is hashtag so black boring. excellence. He smells <laughs> like boring. <laughs> looks like boring. Hey, 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 we're not bringing up the black excellence thing, all right? Look, look. <laughs> he looks like the default creator rare character wrestler in a video okay? game. He's boring. So, um, all so I can I say is that he is hard-hitting, softly spoken. <laughs> he needs to go back to his original dominator. L- listen, listen, okay? Um, I think this whole hill run, first of all, this is being built for uh, a six-man tag match at WrestleMania. And this is my guess. Between mm-hmm. those three, McIntyre, Corbin, and Lashley versus Balor, Braun, and Kurt. That's kind of my prediction. And uh, I think sooner than later, we're going to see Bobby Lashley turn face. And then we'll okay. see what he can really do on his own. And uh, I, I, I think we're going to be surprised at the results. Yeah, I That's mean, if you, if you title, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, if you, you if won't you, believe if what happens next. Bobby Lashley turns face. You won't believe what happened. Like he's what I really like <laughs> about Bobby Lashley is that he can be good. Like if he's given the correct story, he's given the correct freedom. The problem with Bobby Lashley is that they don't know what to do with him at the moment. He was perfect in TNA. That was perfect. That was absolutely perfect. Um, and he's just I kind of lost like it. I do as well. And I, like it's it's just it's annoying because he's got so much potential, but he just can't he can't do it in a PG environment. I think that's and what his deal is. You think so? That's partially mm-hmm. true, and I really will be sad if they break up him and Leo Rush already because that's half the reason I love him. Oh my god! Exactly. Oh my god! Um, it's it's like seeing a really really cheap version of um, uh, The Rock and Kevin. I can't remember his surname now. It's going to disappear. Kevin Hart. It's like seeing The Rock and Kevin Hart, but a really shit version of it. You know? <laughs> like a really cheap version. Like that's what it is. And I can see in Vince's head. He's like, I can't get The Rock. I can't get The Rock. I can't get Kevin Hart. I got these two guys. They'll do. And like I can see it in his head. Yeah. Like he's trying You're to write a buddy comedy with them. Yeah. <laughs> You look similar to someone that I used to know. Like I could just see him doing that. Like, but um, all right, Leo, yeah. we're gonna sing na 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 <laughs> na na na. <laughs> hey hey hey, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey hey, you're fired. <laughs> na na na, bent over. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> Doing that thing you did from Jumanji. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Um, moving swiftly on. Moving swiftly on. We. 
moving swiftly on, but thank you very much for uh, on. the Raw Women's Championship. Another joke. Uh, Charlotte Flair comes out <laughs> with a classic Ric Flair promo. That promo was freaking fire. That promo was beautiful. I watched her be Ric Flair in the ring, and it was a classic Flair promo. Um, she was in dungarees for some reason. I don't know why I keep writing down what they're wearing, but she's in dungarees, and it was a straight-to-the-point promo. I did this the other day as well when I was doing... I don't know why. But uh, Ruby out first with with no real heat. Um, now, Ronda was dressed as Sonya Blade, which I thought was quite cool. Um, but she then goes on... Ruby goes on the attack straight away. We start to get We Want Becky Chance. And then the finish is an armbar on armbar on Ronda... Uh, sorry, on Ruby Riot from Ronda Rousey. And uh, Riot taps out. So a squash match that lasted about four minutes. Um, Flair comes up and into the ring. She's been sitting ringside. Um, Becky then turns up in the crowd on crutches to come into the ring. Like we've been told that Becky is totally injured um, after an attack that happened last night at a WWE live event. She apparently has a ticket which allows her now to walk directly back, like back behind the uh, commentary area and directly in. Because if you've got a ticket, I guess you've got all access. Um, now, Becky starts to beat on Flair. Uh, Becky then is in the crowd. Like, Becky starts beating on Flair with her crutches and ah, she's faking. So she starts beating and then Rousey looks on, which I thought was probably the best visual from that whole thing was Rousey just looking there going a bit like, well, you know, I'm not going to get involved in this. Um, And she's beating the hell out of Flair. Flair's all like bruised and bloodied. The top of the dungaree looks all red. Um, Becky and Rhonda each hold a crutch and it looks like she's going to hit Flair. And then Becky hits her from behind and starts beating on her and beating on both of them the security turn up the trainers come up and they try to stop the breakdown Rousey and Flair are like literally red Flair is actually bleeding um, and she, they look just destroyed Becky which I thought was amazing she walked out and did the stone cold smile when he was getting taken away from the police after a few of his attacks he, she did the exact same facial expression as she got taken out through the crowd um, and she was laughing as well um, and she's hobbled away looks like Rousey took a botch hit to the head maybe um, from one of the crutches now my question because obviously the match was a waste of everyone's time but should this have just happened on Raw? How disrespectful was that to Ruby Riot? And uh, is actually we'll say the last one. But should this have happened on Raw? How disrespectful was this to Ruby Riot? And we're going to start with Josh. Um, I don't know. It, more eyes, I guess. Well, I don't know if more eyes are on a pay per view now. I, it's hard to tell what there is more eyes on. I guess this is. Ruby is great. Ruby is, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. Ruby's obviously not on the level of Charlotte and and Ronda and Becky in terms of just star power. She's not, um, like I said, Ruby is great. I think she's very underappreciated, but this served its purpose because it, it just made Ronda look better going into WrestleMania or going into fast lane, going to WrestleMania, whatever it is. Um, it made Ronda just look like a dominant champion. It made, you know, at this point, 
I know things are going to change, but at this point, it still is Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. So if you're going to put this in the main event, you want the two strongest forms of Flair and Rousey. So, I mean, it was just bad, bad place, bad timing for Ruby Riot. I think it was fine to stay on the pay-per-view. Um, if we didn't see Becky on the pay-per-view, people would be complaining. If we are, people are complaining. So, I mean, I'm fine with it being where it was. Yeah, sure, it probably hurt Ruby more than anything, but Ruby's not on their level. She just isn't. I understand that's how you make new stars and stuff like that, but it is what it is. It served its purpose. Okay, well, that that's where I was kind of going to take it to. I'm going to take that smiley. Um, this just buried Ruby massively, massively. So, like, do you think that she was disrespected? And why why didn't this just happen on Raw? Like, the segment was a Raw segment. This was a slap in the face for Ruby. Like, why have her come out to a match that she's going to get watching? Why do we even have to have the title match, quote-unquote title match, on freak, on this pay-per-view night? The SmackDown Women's Championship is not on the uh card yes. why do we have to have her all because oh we have to bring out uh we have to bring out becky and we have to bring out charlotte and blah, 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 blah. look i'm over the whole man shit okay i'm so sick of it and then having becky hit ronda in the head boxed it hit her in the head had her bleeding like look if this was naya everybody went but oh my god naya did it again she she hurt someone. She should be fired but because it's Becky. It's like, she's so badass. Look at Becky. No. No. Becky should be taken account of of hitting Rhonda in the head. She took a headshot. She's bleeding. Her head is busted open. It was stupid. It, I, look, it was look, it was cool. Like, okay, Becky's here. Cool. Again, because, you know, everyone loves Becky. Even though if she didn't get hit in the face, she probably wouldn't even be this freaking thing. <laughs> But because she did, now Becky's a man. Uh, stupid. Yeah. It was stupid. We shouldn't even have had it. If, if you're going to bring out Charlotte and Becky, you should just have Rhonda come No, you should have had Charlotte come out. Then have Rhonda come out, have them be face-to-face, and have Becky come out and have the whole thing. She didn't even have to have a title match. She didn't have her get, you know, pinned, not pinned, but, like, submit in less than four minutes. It was a waste of time. It was a waste of time and a slap in the face for Ruby. Stupid. See, this is something that's being said in the chat here by DJ Storms. The Oscar situation. I'm going to kind of add this on. I love Oscar. I love her. Like, I'm just going to say it now. Yeah. I love you, Oscar. Now, (laughs) because of that, yeah. I I don't under like I was so happy when she won the title and not being involved in this that's what really kind of got to me. It's like, all right, you have a nothing match to have a segment. And then you don't even represent the SmackDown. Where has Oscar been in all of this that's happening? She's been nowhere. She's actually been seen less when she's champion than she was when she wasn't champion. At least she was having matches with Ellsworth before. Like, I don't see her. Where is she? Like, what's happened? She's at home playing video games. Exactly. And that's why I love her. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I'm happy about that. Totally fine. But, yeah, (laughs) it's just... It's, it's just really annoying. Now, I want to kind of add that, and I'm going to tell you this, Nicholas. Um, so, do you think um, that this should have just happened on Raw, and does this hurt Oscar in the in the long run, not being even involved in this? Okay, well, first off, bro, 
I love Oscar too, so let's just get that out of the way. Oh, no Oscar makes my life not as good. There's just no way other way to put it. Secondly, Smiley's right. This shouldn't have effing happened to Ruby. This, if this was going to be a squash match, squash match, it should have been at least on Raw in at least five minutes. Give her something. Yeah. Give her, give her the offense, and then Ronda goes. I'm a real MMA fighter mode, and then just wrecks her, and then. The whole thing with Becky and Ronda and Charlotte, it should have been Ronda coming out for... Oscar should have been there. They should have, like, met each other in the hallway with a stare down, a small little, you know, tiff. And then Ronda goes out to the ring for an open challenge. Be like, see, I'm a better champion. Open challenge, blah, blah, blah. And then Becky comes out. Then Charlotte comes out. And then that segment happens. That's how it should have happened. Ruby shouldn't have been left alone. Yeah, because, I mean, wasn't this the whole starting of the women's evolution that there was a title match which lasted about 10 seconds? Yeah, Yeah. hashtag give Ruby a chance, I guess. I mean, tonight was hashtag give Oscar a chance, like, but it was (laughs) like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, this is where, like, the whole women's evolution was supposed to have started from when women weren't given the right amount of time for a match and they were given nothing. This squash match, which lasted no time whatsoever, was a waste of Ruby. It It made her look so Yeah, it made her look so weak because Sonya Blade comes out and takes off her hat and then beats her. I was like, it didn't even feel... That just I told her to use the leg crusher, but I didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah, and you know what the worst thing was? Ruby Riot even had basically a jobber entrance because they kind of just let her walk straight to the ring. And then it they took ages yeah, to let Charlotte Ronda came come out. out. First, you're right. Yeah, and it was like, it felt like an episode of, like some random episode of SmackDown that you'd have where it'd be like, this person's going to challenge me, but this person is you. I'm going to hit them and they're you, and this is you, and this is you. So um, I'm going to take us to Levi next. So uh, what do you, what, what do you think about this? Like, what the hell just happened? Um, like with Oscar or the uh, I mean, I mean with threat. the match. With the ma- okay, just okay. What, what, basically with the match, yeah. Uh, I didn't mind it. Um, a Ruby uh, is a solid hand. Um, I, I don't think she got buried because she, you know, she went toe to toe with Ronda Rousey. You know? Granted, it was a quick match, and you know, and all that. Um, <clears throat> she was in there, and she rubbed shoulders with her. So. Um, only time will tell if she was quote unquote buried. I wouldn't be quick to use that term. Uh, okay. But um, uh, I think it did what it needed to do, and you know, further solidified Ronda as the top dog in the women's division. Uh, and following that, um, her getting uh, swaled on by an injured Becky Lynch. Uh, the reason that whole segment was there was, you know, it's in the crowd on crowd home happy excuse me and yeah. um you know because becky didn't have mad charlotte didn't have mad. Oh, becky suspended quote unquote and uh you know that's just to further their story so um i think everything did what it needed to do uh i thought there was going to be some shenanigans with charlotte at ringside but yeah that was a that was a quick one well, there was no time for it to get involved um so uh <laughs> i'm gonna so uh so the actually so then the last part of that that i'm just gonna kind of give to everyone again is 
is the, and I think you've all actually answered it really, but is this the best way to use Becky? But do we have to sacrifice? This is, sorry, this is the best way to use Becky, but do we have to sacrifice matches along the way with people like, but I think you've all kind of answered that. So actually, just very quickly, I'll just go along the line again. Um, do you think that this is the, do you think that we have to sacrifice these kind of matches like Ruby versus Ronda along the way, knowing full well that no one's going to beat Ronda along the way? Um, let's start with Josh. Yeah, I do. Hmm? I'm not even going to okay. elaborate. I just think, I just think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Smiley, do you think we have to sacrifice matches along the way? <clears throat> Unfortunately, yeah. I don't want to go, but um, we have to because Ronda has to be undefeated. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I think we're going to go yes on this. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas, what do you think? Do we have to sacrifice matches along the way? In the way they have it structured, yeah, but I'm also not a fan of having two pay per views in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania to begin with. Mm hmm. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think Levi, I think you're probably the same on the same page as us here. So, um, do you think All we have to I sacrifice them? My gut says maybe. <laughs> it says oh. hungry. It's that critic reference. I love it. Um, uh, actually, no, it's a future on reference. All I know is my gut says maybe. Um, so. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take us to the next match, which happened directly after. Which, again, when this match was happening, I was like, "Oh, okay, again, this is a piss break match." Isn't it funny that all the men's matches after the women's matches are becoming our piss breaks now? Like, d- doesn't the shoes on the other foot now? I know. Um, so we we had this match, which was Strowman versus Corbin. Um, now Corbin starts the match. This is a no disqualification match. Um, Corbin starts by throwing his vest at Strowman. Um, then there's a kendo stick shot to Strowman from Corbin from the outside. And then I love this line. Strowman breaks the kendo stick over his leg and says the following line, I don't need a kendo stick to whip your ass, which I thought was great. Um, then... Next amazing thing was Corbin throws an office chair at Strowman. An office chair, and he catches it, um, and he throws him into the steel steps ringside. You then get my favourite, as you watch about this match, someone just goes, You suck, Corbin! It's just a fan. He just says, You suck. Uh, <laughs> Corbin mocks the Strowman roar. Um, he then, Strowman puts Corbin through a table in the corner. Drew McIntyre comes down to the ring because this is no disqualifications. Then, um, with a chair, Bobby Lashley then appears behind him with the chair as well. They start a beatdown on the back of Strowman. Strowman tries to fight back against Lashley and McIntyre, but Corbin hits him with a chair to the back. Claymore kick. It's all legal in this no DQ match. And then, there's a double stacked table in the centre of the ring with a set of steel stairs going up to it. They take Strowman onto the steps in the ring with a triple power bomb through the double stacked tables. Corbin gets on, smiling his goofy, stupid smile, and he pins Strowman one, two, three. Now, the question I have to ask is, why did this have to be on pay-per-view? Um, how far has Strowman fallen? And let's start with Levi. Uh, um, I don't think he's fallen. Um, I think this is just, you know, the hand he's dealt right now. Uh, because, uh, in the words of, uh, what's his name? Uh, Zandig in CZW. 
Um, it yeah. took three of them. It took three of them. Jesus. No. Um, so, um, so I, I think he's going to come back. He'll come back and better than ever. Um, he's going to come back. back. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Now just want to support it. No, no. I mean, again, we see uh, um, Bobby Lashley, the Almighty. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Boring Corbin, uh, you know, take them out. And, uh, you know, this isn't it for Braun. If, if, they, if they just came out and did this every week, yes, Braun is buried. He's gone. Goodbye. Um, but uh, this is just telling a story. And um, Braun's going to get his payback. Okay. Okay. Let's take it to Nicholas then. Um, and I'm going to add on to this. Is he still a legitimate monster anymore? Oh, man, they've been chipping away at that concept for a while. I love Braun, and last year at WrestleMania, honestly, was... I was happy for Nicholas's everywhere, but I also wasn't, because I just... <laughs> I just... I just didn't want to see that happen and go down like that. And ever since, like, the KO and Braun Strowman feud... He's been a monster, but he's also been slightly lowered to, like, part goofy monster, where he's more of a cartoon character that comes out of garbage trucks somehow. And... (laughs) 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 And, like, he's so... Like, I can't... I honestly can't believe he hasn't gotten the title yet. I can't believe it. Because he was just so red hot two years ago. But Brock has to be Brock. But anyways, uh, not just to ramble on. I agree that every person can't always be at the top, so you have to tell minor storylines. But can we please stop doing what we were doing in November? That's all I ask. Just just do something different. (laughs) Yeah, because that was like beat for beat what we've seen before on Raw. Now, Smiley, I'm going to ask you this, yeah. Um, So do you think that anybody came out of this benefiting anybody came out of this looking good like of this whole stupid segment no no this is really just killing time killing time they had nothing else planned Vince just like just go out there destroy Braun it was just killing time they had nothing else because like right we already knew like right after this like it's the main event already like it's like they had like two hours to kill like (laughs) they had so much time like you know what this is like just a BS match and it made no sense to have Bob and True. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it didn't make any sense to have them come out. I thought they all like broke up or something like that. You, you know what I mean? Like break up, you know, because they're all heels. But it, it made no. It made no sense. But I like how they did like the whole office chair thing because it was kind of like a shout out to Roman because they did that before when it was Braun versus Roman and he threw a, yeah. an office chair in Roman's head. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I said a little shout out to Roman. I like that. But other than that, it was like, it was a BS match. It it, it made no sense. It made absolutely no sense to have this match. I wasn't paying attention, really. (laughs) I don't think anyone was. Um, Now, uh, yeah. All right. Now, last up, we're going to go to Josh. um, And I'm going to say, again, just generally your thoughts on, do you think he's throwing his character's fallen? Is he still a monster? And why this match? Why? 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 
yeah, he's fallen down a lot. He's taken one too many losses, for, at least for me. I just think people say wins and losses don't matter. I think they do to a certain degree because when you keep just losing in big match situations, I'm not saying that this match was a huge, you know, had a lot on the line, but okay. Yeah. It's been going on for too long, but it's just more so he's just lost too many match too one too many matches for my kind of stance on him. Um, I don't really know if there was any point for this match other than to maybe establish that these three are going to be together now. Um, they've been kind of on and off together. And I think Lashley kind of dumping out Leo um, just kind of puts into perspective of where we're going towards WrestleMania. And these three are going to be somewhat of an alliance um, that doesn't include Leo. It doesn't have any extra baggage. It's just is what it, that's all its purpose was, was just to kind of put them on the map, take out Braun. But um, I mean, I'm not that excited for it, but I think that's what it, what it was meant to do. I don't know if it did it, but it was meant to do that. I think. Okay. Well, I was going to say in, when it comes to baggage terms, Leo Rush is like a small Prada bag. I think he'd be all right. He could just pop on. I wouldn't say a small Prada bag. I would say a coach bag. He's a coach bag. I was going to say a fanny pack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, to put on bend over Bobby's bum. This is, oh, look at that. Look at that. Show off both at once. See, over here in the UK, we used to call them bum bags because we call them bum bags too. Yeah. 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 So I guess Um, just in America, we call them fanny packs. Okay. Here in America, we call them fanny packs, boy. Because you know, you, you guys might have seen the episode of the UK Office when um, they talk about why they don't call them fanny packs over here. Wait a minute, pause. There's a UK Office. What? Exactly. Oh, 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 shut up. What? Shut there's up. Get out oh of. Get off my yes, internet. Get off my internet. Of course, there's a UK what? Office. Send me like when we're done with this. I need to see this. Instead of okay, okay, Carell, okay. it's uh, William Regal. He's the oh my God. manager. <laughs> people from his King of the Ring seat. And Johnny <laughs> Saint plays the Creed like, oh, character. But um, in the in the UK office, there's a very particular joke when they're talking about America. And they're like, "You've been to America, yeah, yeah, yeah." Well, when you go to America, be careful because they call them fanny packs over there. But you know, over here, fanny means you minge. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It does if... here too. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. What is um, that? vagina. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, if you're, if you're dipping into your fanny now, pack over I've here, never referred to it as a fanny pack because I don't want to be uh yeah talking about that. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> the more you know exactly i just have a graphic come over the screen there um but also actually in just general regional stuff in the in australia slipper like flip-flops are called thongs so that's also yeah, they- good <laughs> baby that thong, 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 thong. oh there you go. my There's another god one. <laughs> it's just foul i don't think anything you want to unleash the dragon i don't think you really want to unleash the dragon yeah i am um, i i'm very very cisco <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah i thought i just quick aside. 
Lovely. <laughs> She's into superstition, <laughs> black cats and voodoo dolls. I've had a premonition that girl's gonna make me fall. Um. Anyway, moving Ricky on to the Martin next was segment. Was a judge on the Australian The Voice. There's a nice little really? fun fact. He was terrible. Oh, about, yeah. the Australian <laughs> Voice. There's <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We've had like nine uh, seasons. <laughs> Kylie Minogue was quite... a judge on it once. It was quite oh, the time. Yeah. Kylie Jenner, mm. yeah. She has an Instagram. Oh, Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. Wait, did someone oh, do a my. version of Especially for You with Kylie Minogue? And who was it? Was it Please Jason Donovan? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Australian-based uh... joke there. Uh, anyway, let's move us swiftly on. So then next up. You got it? You got it? Good. Okay. I, I got next it. Next up. <laughs> so right, some people will may get it some point. Now, um, the next thing that we had in the show was a little bit of what I like to call Saudi propaganda. So we had um, an advertisement for the Special Olympics World Games in Abu Dhabi 2019, brought to you by Guilt. And uh, the Saudi propaganda show um, was... I kind of kind of zipped out of it a little bit, but I'm sure that we're going to see it over and over and over again. Um, what does everybody think about this obvious sham of a partnership that's happening to kind of, I don't know, make people feel better about going to Saudi later on this year? Um, what do you all think about Saudi? Um, you don't have to get too political about this, but do you think that they should still go? Saudi in the next few months. It's all about the money. Oh my uh, god. Uh, Do you remember when yeah, they had let... that WWE pay-per-view called Crown Jewel? I'm pretty sure no. they renamed uh, Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did, uh, it's World Cup, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I was say, yes. You don't even call it anymore. Remember Taboo Tuesday <laughs> when you could choose what matches you want? That's pretty cool. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> They survive. You can choose what kind of thong Lita wears. It's pretty neat. If they survive. Hey man, I don't want to see her wearing flip flops. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> because Matt Riddle mode, man. God, that guy is. Hey, hey, Josh, you like Matt Riddle, don't you? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we we had a discussion. We had a discussion on wrestling. A fucking cheese grater. Oh, yeah, we had it. Thank you. <laughs> Praise the Lord, yes. We had a I think I might make this a general segment of the show. Whose face do we all hate? Like who can we, who do we look at wrestler as a go? Brother. <laughs> it's just like I hate your face and I don't like it. Who are you? I don't know today. I'm S.A. Rios. S.A. Rios. I just met S.A. Rios. Any, anyway, uh, yeah, let's... Can we please so, Can we please ask Smiley and Nicholas whose face they hate? Of course. Oh, my God. Smiley, whose face do you hate? Yeah, like, and it doesn't have to be anything about their... You just look at their face. You're like, I just don't like this person wrestler-wise. Not me, because obviously you love my face, so... Whose face do I hate? Oh, face. Yeah, yeah, just anybody like we all have. So you just look at, oh wait, this is an easy Mandy question. Rose, Billy Kay, Mandy Rose, Mandy Rose. Billy Kay. Oh, oh my god! Every time I hate her face. Every time I see, I'm just like, she's so punchable. I just want to hit her in the face. Billy wow, Kay so scares me. Josh is Billy he's Kay. getting heat over there, man. I'm sorry. I'm gonna pass out. It's hell, but <laughs> <laughs> she scares me. I'm sorry. That face is just. I want to go home. 
I'm making this a regular running segment because every time and like no one's everyone's reason is I just don't like their face like there's nothing in particular you just look at their face it's like, I just don't like their face I don't know why <laughs> it's the Christian situation just like I don't know why but it just it just doesn't do it for me horn swallows there <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has that wrestler, gonna... man. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you oh, know, it's I'm nothing against them. <laughs> it's nothing against them. It's just against their face. Uh, they can't do anything exactly. about that. Like, it's just their Anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, we have a... Um, uh, we have the Miz backstage with um, Shane McMahon being looked at by a trainer. And Miz is apologizing, saying he made everyone a promise. He made his dad a promise. He made his wife a promise. He made his unborn child a promise. Um, and uh, uh, and then Shane Shane says, Shane tells Miz to go home and he'll see him on Tuesday. That was that. Uh, <laughs> and then... <laughs> Lacey Evans comes and this is what happened here Lacey Evans oh, comes down oh to the God, ring and she gets so announced great. yeah what oh the hell God. happened here? what was the point of this I have no idea. Hey, everyone, it's Liberty Bell. Okay, see ya. Oh, my God, yes. I thought she was going to come down with a T-shirt cannon or something. A million miles away. Can we actually talk about Lacey Evans for like a good minute? Because, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go on, Smarty. Oh, give, give, okay, give, give me your, I'll, give me your I'll start off, because I don't, look, I, she, look, she's literally living her gimmick. Like, she's kind of like Angela Moore. She's literally going, she's living her gimmick, and I understand that, but there's, like, a point, there's just, like, that point where you should not cross it, and she's just going to keep on crossing that point, where people are just going to be like, all right, you're doing a little bit too much. Like, she's getting herself into, like, more and more hot water, like, I, look, I don't want to be mean, but like, I need her to never ever post another picture for food ever again. Because Lord, Lord, you're supposed to be a country white woman. You don't know how to put seasoning on your chicken, girl. <laughs> how do you not know how to put seasoning on your chicken? How do you not know to not put your child in a freaking blackface? How do you not know this, Lacey Evans? Mm. Look, mm. I, I don't understand her. Look, she's so good at wrestling. She's so good. She could be another Charlotte. Like when she had that stare down with Charlotte, I was like, I was like, yes, yes, yes. I want more. I want more. But her whole gimmick is just like it's annoying and it's going to get more annoying because Vince probably loves it. And I'm just like, it gives me a headache. It gives me a headache, and I want her to shut up forever. Oh my god. <laughs> may I? Anybody here like? Of course you may, Josh. Come on, Josh. Okay, so Lacey Evans is probably my favorite wrestler at the moment. Um, I'm not even kidding. (laughs) That girl doesn't have a tagline. She has a gimmick and she lives it. And, you know, Sasha Banks calls herself the boss and we got the queen. They ain't. They're just them. Lacey Evans is a gimmick. She's a throwback gimmick. I like it. Amen, she yep. can't cook food. Who gives a damn? I'm not eating it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's, she's got a look. She's got a presence. She, she's a little green. We all get that. She has room to grow. So does everybody. But that girl has a gimmick. And man, when I started watching wrestling, gimmicks were a thing. And I want to see more 
gimmicks. I don't want the whole thing to be a gimmick fest, but here and there it works perfectly. Lacey Evans, man, put the jets on her because I want to see her go straight to the top. As long as she doesn't work herself into a goddamn shoot, then we're all good. <laughs> yeah, just that quickly. Uh, I agree with that because the characters are what make this make wrestling wrestling. You can have a model, and then you find the right person for that model, and they turn it into a gimmick, turn it into something that no one ever could have prepared for, and that's what takes everyone's breath away. And if she can continue to be given just you know content that isn't, hey, I'm here, okay, bye. Uh, then yeah, I look forward to seeing what she can do. <laughs> I'm going to take the leave actually Levi what, what do you think because I'm going to give you my opinion after that actually you know that that segment was probably the defining moment of a pay-per-view such as this my gosh can you imagine like The Rock and Stone Cold versus Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant in a tag team match it wouldn't be as good as this segment oh, written in the stars million miles away that's what I think man uh, you, you know amazing. what? Yeah. Lacey Evans. Yeah. I, I, I feel I, I feel like Lacey Evans coming out there, she blew Braden Walker's entrance out the water. Out the water. <laughs> Presley Hall like, of Famer. Almost Braden as good Walker. as the Shockmaster. <laughs> almost. Knock, almost. Knock. Who's there? Braden Walker. Braden Walker. I'm going to your brains in. <laughs> <laughs> I caught a snake once. Like a lady. I love her theme five song. Hours. I love her theme it, song, and I do love her gimmick. But I think the problem with her is, yeah, like, why did she even come back? Like, I expected her to be there, like, at the ringside for the next match, and she just wasn't there. I was like, did a dark match happen during the ads? Did she just decide to walk out there and someone <laughs> threw all of her like, all of her like stuff on? It's or did like Vince? Look at my outfit. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, like, did Vince say, send out Lacey Evans, and then get confused after he sent her out? Play some ads, oh, play some God. ads, play some ads. Just out a tweet. Time. Bring her back in. She just oh, sent okay. out a tweet that says, all that work was exhausting. Gonna go order room service and go to bed. Hashtag goodnight nasties. <laughs> <laughs> there was too much societal What'd trash. you look at? Just look. <laughs> Look at would you look at that? Wow. Look at those shoulders. She's she she's a marine and she's a woman and she's blonde and she's ready. <laughs> uh... Unseasoned chicken. <laughs> I I hate her I hate her face, but I love her plates. Like I just uh it's a... So uh, let's uh, <clears throat> let's move on to the last the last match of the evening um, after that cameo appearance from Lacey Evans, which was the SmackDown Chambers men's match, um, oh SmackDown God. title WWE title. So what a freaking emotional roller coaster that was! I'm just gonna just gonna give you just what happened. An amazing match. Watch this match. Um, it was very good. Very, very good. Kofi Kingston, I believed through the whole of that match that Kofi Kingston was going to goddamn pull it out. Mm. Um, wow. The crowd support that he got for this match um, was just... Uh, this, in my opinion, was his star-making night. He had a, a time to kind of open everyone's eyes again on SmackDown earlier on this week. This match, god 
damn he 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 started off sloppy but again i think that was with everyone tonight it feels like this was written pretty much in the stars no but not in the stars but pretty much just before they went out there <laughs> it feels like they were written just before they went out there so a few people were like unsure of what to do um but my god um the real da- the real the new daniel bryan uh, getting <laughs> You, Daniel Bryan, getting Eric Rowan sent backstage, um, and knees to the face. <laughs> Eric Rowan, shut up! I haven't slept. Shut up! That's a <laughs> the uh, the. A kick- <laughs> Look, I've only got I've on the last match. On the last match, you've done so well. We've <laughs> done so well. All right. Daniel Bryan. Uh, it was left to Sorry, Daniel I'll Bryan and Kofi. Lacey Evans' appearance and is going back to the back now. I'm leaving. I'm going back to my home planet. Uh, uh, Bryan. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan with a submission on Kofi Kingston. He makes it to the bottom rope. Everyone's like, Kofi, Kofi, Kofi. Kick to, the Bri- kick to Bryan's head. Kofi and Bryan on the top of the pod. Looks like he's going for the SOS. Kofi on the top of the pod for a crossbody. Bryan rolls out the way. Knees to the face. Bryan retains. Kofi gets some massive props and respect from the crowd. New Day come out to console him. So, I'm going to take this around the room and I just want you to tell me what you thought of this match. There's no particular anything in here. Um, and I'd like to start with Smiley because, my God, that woman was having palpitations in the Twitter chat green room and I thought that we weren't going to get her for the show because her heart would just implode. <laughs> tell us. <laughs> Oh, I am heartbroken. I'm very heartbroken that he did not win. This could have this could have been the time they could have like, you know what? We're gonna give it to Kofi. He literally has won every single title in WWE except for that ugly universal title and the big one, the WWE title. So the fact that they just like, you know what, screw it, just give him back to Dave Bryan, just have him go on and say, fickle, 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 fickle. I hate everything that is not vegan. Fickle, fickle, fickle. It, look, I love Daniel. Okay, do not get me wrong. I'm not trying to like down Daniel, but it's like, eh, it's getting old. It's getting very old very quickly. And the fact that, you know, that Kofi actually showed that he can go, like, he can wrestle, even if he is an attack. Like, everyone told us, like, oh, New Day has to break up because they can have single runs while they're attacking. I'm just like, eh, you must not watch wrestling as much because you're not stupid. So the fact that people are finally getting behind Kofi, I'm just so excited and happy. And if this means that Kofi's going to WrestleMania and getting a match in the WWE title, finally, after 11 years, then fine. But just my heart was, I could not take it. And I just could not take it. I am so sad, but I'm so, so damn proud of the man. Like, God. But I'm also sad because this was supposed to be Mustafa's moment and Kofi definitely needs to give like props and gifts to Mustafa because god damn it. Just, yeah. Just, uh, I don't know how to feel. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sad. Okay. <laughs> no, but that's what that's that's all I want. That's what the hot take rant I was about. It's I wanna feel what you guys feel right now. So I'm gonna take it to Josh next. And how did this all make you feel? Um, first, before I get to Kofi, can we just give a shout out to Jeff Hardy doing that swanton to no. AJ Styles? Oh my God, yeah. On that. Whenever he wears that fish nap top, he means business and he's probably going to jump off some shit and hurt his back even more. It's the opposite oh, yeah. of Flair's red tights. <laughs> 
It just looked cool. <laughs> Plain and simple. It just looked really cool. Regardless, um, mm-hmm. this this ending sequence between Kofi, Brian, um, made me feel like I was 10 years old watching wrestling again. I didn't think about anything else. I didn't think about, oh, this, this, and this. Like It just felt like I was watching wrestling for whatever is on my screen with no BS, no what I've read on the internet, just nothing. It just felt like I was watching two people have a wrestling match. And I think that gets lost sometimes in wrestling with people that are so involved, like, or we are like, we read, we live and breathe wrestling. We we, Twitter and and Facebook and, and whatever on the internet, we just love wrestling, which isn't a bad thing. We just love the product, but we know so much about it. We always kind of know what the next move is, or we like to try and think what the next move is, but it didn't matter in this situation. It just was like, I want the, the good guy to beat the bad guy. I want Kofi to get this done. I've seen Kofi scratch and claw his way to this spot. And it just made me f- believe in, in Kofi, not to sound cheesy, but it made me believe in this whole thing. I was on the edge of my seat, ready to see Kofi Kingston win. And when he didn't have, it didn't happen. I was like, no, come on. Like, and while I, you know, now I think definitely Daniel Bryan, I thought was going to win going into this match. And I think he should take the championship into mania and blah, blah, blah. But just for that, however long that little last seg- uh, sequence was, it just made me believe in wrestling again. And I think that's kind of lost these days. Hmm. No, I, I freaking agree with you, man. <laughs> like I, I was trying to uh, like, obviously like when I do these hot take brand tables, I say to everyone 10 minutes for the main event, I'm going to call. I couldn't, I couldn't. I was like, guys, you just watch it. Yeah, I'll call you when we get a chance because I can't miss any of this because I was just, I couldn't look away. And every time that there was like a near fall, I was like, everyone baited breath. Um, I want to take it to Nicholas next. What did you think? How did this match make you feel? All right. Holy crap. <laughs> Let me just start from the beginning a little bit because there's a couple key points I want to go over. One. Good God, Samoa Joe and those chops. Oh, my God. Those are flair-level chops. Just He he gave Daniel Bryan hamburger meat chest instantly. (laughs) Secondly, that RKO on AJ Styles, that was beautiful. That was absolutely gorgeous. He slithered, he snook, and he got him. And that's as clean as it needed to be. Three... Just like Josh said, that swanton bomb from Jeff Hardy. Oh, man, I you knew he was – there's no way AJ Styles isn't hurting right now in his ribs tonight. Ain't no way. But lastly, just like you all said, Kofi Kingston, I have never been so – yeah, I, it took me back 10 to 15 years. Where I was just watching the, it's one of those ends, one of those matches where when you're watching it and nothing else matters, nothing else around you matters. There's no stress. There's nothing. There's only just what happens next. And this is a legitimate question. Besides Brock Lesnar, has anyone ever kicked out of Daniel Bryan's running knee? I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. That part, that part made me jump out of my freaking chair. I was just, I screamed, what? And I'm just like, I was speechless the entire time. And it reminds me why I freaking love this. It just, when WWE can do it right 
and it's not just WWE, but any whole of wrestling can do it right. Nothing else matters, and that's why we're all here. And this match took you through every step. And I love Daniel Bryan, and I still want Kofi to win. I still think he should later on in the year, maybe SummerSlam, make it big, make him build back up to it, or hell, even give him the money in the bank. I'm fine with it. But I love Daniel Bryan, and I'm fine with him going into Mania because I still think it's probably going to be him versus Cena. I can't think. I can't see it being anyone oh, else. Oh no! I'm not. I'm not no. saying that I want it. But I'm pretty confident that's the biggest match they can do, and it would have a lot of history as well. Okay. No, no, that's great. Great point. And I want to take this to Levi. Again, how did this match make you feel? Because seriously, I, I agree with everyone. Like, I was sitting there, and it was 10, 11-year-old foul sitting there going, just everything else going on around him, just watching this match and going, shit. Like, this is amazing. I can't guess who's going to win. Levi, what, what do you think, man? Um, it's actually one of those moments where once uh, it was down to Kofi and Daniel, um, my wife was sitting in the other room, and the, my wife is a beautiful black woman, and I had to call her in, like, hey, you got to see this. Because... <laughs> I was like, you got to see this. We're on, we're on the cusp of history. Um and uh, so this could be the first ever black uh, WWE champion. And yeah. uh, we were just on the edge of our seats. And kind of like what Josh said, um, uh, you know, you felt 10 years old again. Uh, you just, everyone was pulling for Kofi. No one was pulling for Daniel. Uh, Daniel played his role to a T. Uh, and Sami Zayn, I think, kind of summed up the feelings. Best. He said, thank you for making me feel again. Uh, because if you listen to Sami Zayn's interview on Talk is Jericho uh, about a month or so ago, he was talking about how he was very jaded with wrestling and he his time off, he didn't miss it at all. And so uh, not until recently has he tweeted things like that. And so um, for Kofi and Daniel to go out there and just put on an absolute clinic, uh, I think if they don't pick up on Kofi's momentum after this, they're foolish. Because my gosh, man, you have you have money in Kofi right there. Without a doubt, it, I I have to like <clears throat> totally agree with you guys. The second it was just Kofi and Brian, and especially after all the other things that happened on that night, I was like, they're gonna put the strap on him tonight. They're actually gonna yeah, do I'm it. Yeah, I was gonna cry. Like, I know, and I remember thinking, oh shit, like, we're going to literally be, this is a historical moment right now, this is going to be the change, this is going to actually be a change, we're seeing, like, Balor's got the IC title, the Usos have got the like, oh my god, what the hell's going to happen, especially with all the stuff they did with Kofi up this week, they had, like, a barbershop barbershop, uh, reenactment of, like, um, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels, and he was Shawn Michaels and it and I like I remember thinking damn they're building they're gonna do it they're gonna make him champ but it didn't happen however that crowd wanted it so freaking much and yeah Daniel Bryan was the super duper douchey son of a bitch heel and he did it perfectly the crowd made it that much better without a doubt that yeah, there are certain matches that you watch for the crowd and for the like the action inside the ring, and that crowd were all on the same page. They wanted, they wanted him to win, and I mean, it comes versus Daniel Bryan. 
So it wasn't like, oh, well, it's against no, a nobody or someone with Xbox heat. This was against the biggest star in the company. I was... If he'd won, it would have been a very big deal. But sorry, someone... I, I just thought that it was... It was great. It was a great moment, and it goes to show that the wrestling fans are not assholes. That's what it showed I, to me. I just want to ask everyone one question, and that's... Of course. A year ago, could you have imagined this at all? How? A year, a year a really ago today. Question. No, no way. way. Not a chance. No. No way. No way. Um, that's a really good question. Um, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna take us into our next segment if I can, if it even works, because I'm gonna attempt it, and it will be um, uh, moments of flair. Let's see if it works. Yeah, it may not work. I may just be being a stupid. Let's find out. <laughs> No, it doesn't. Screw that. Screw I don't that. like what you Trying is the first step towards failure, man. Exactly. Yeah. I try. I try. I try so hard. Um, I try to say no, no. Um, so on on that. And I choke. Try to hide away and I stumble. Hey, 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 hey! I like. Can I try to hide it? It's clear my book crumbles when you are not here. No. Um, Someone watch uh, that old man. <laughs> Somebody told me you've got a boyfriend. Looks like a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, no. uh, <laughs> so on that note, um, I am. I'm very. I'm going to just give us a general. What did you think of the show? Um, I do like a five star rating system because I'm basically Meltzer in disguise. So oh, um, great. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, on on a scale of zero to New Japan five star, what would you give this show? I mean, I would say overall, I'd probably go because it was a really good show. If you just kind of generally think about it, I'd probably say go. I go for four. So I'd, I'd give it a really strong four because it a, a, a very similar to what Sami Zayn said. It made me feel so. I'm giving it a four. What I'm um, starting with Josh, um, and if you want to give us a little idea as to why you're going to go for that, um, I'd probably say like a three and a half. I just think there was the main event was great, the women's tag titles were great, and there was a whole lot of kind of not nothing, but just there was just a whole lot of like, okay, so I, I would say a three and a half just based on that. Okay. Okay, uh, Smiley, where where would you sit on this uh, star-wise and a rough idea-wise? I'd give it a strong four, a very strong four. If that Lacey Evans bullshit didn't happen, it'd probably be a five. But, um, <laughs> that segment uh, was like an eight. <laughs> yeah. Best, best segment. That's part of the show. Ew. Yeah. Well, then that Lacey cool. Chamber. Uh, you can have that okay. one for free. Hey, I'm so yeah, sorry. So, so if you go, you go for a four, you go for a four. Strong four, yeah. Okay, okay. Now, Nicholas, uh, where would you go on this out of five star ratings? 
Uh, definitely a little bit over a four because the women's tag team match uh, was really good. It kept me kept me interested the whole time. The Uso and Miz and Mac, it was pretty short, but and it was a decent match, but it was a surprise, which I always like, and I was expecting that. Uh, Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> freaking uh, Corbin and... Uh, and Braun Strowman even more uh, but the last match just took me away and that alone like if the whole pay-per-view was just that and then the rest of the pay-per-view was just like Corbin staring at the screen giving demands that no one listens to then I still would have given it like a four (laughs) okay Um, and lastly Levi what would you give this out of five uh for real if you want to know our candid opinions on just this pay-per-view before it happened go back to wrestling reverb foul myself on josh's show and we were just like man this on paper looks so dull my gosh it exceeded anyone's expectations anyone's and uh solid four stars there were the hiccups with braun and Lacey Evans, even, you know, uh, but uh, my gosh, man, it was awesome. Four star solid. Great. Great. Okay. And we've got in the chat, we've got DJ Storm's um, 3.5, 3.75 rating. Um, thank you very much for getting involved in the chat. Now, of course, um, before we um, before we end the show, I'd like to give everyone a minute to kind of let us know where they can where you can find them, what they've got coming up next, and just uh, just anything. You've got one minute to say whatever you want. Um, let's start with Josh from Wrestling Reverb. Okay, so you can find Wrestling Reverb on Twitter, on Instagram at Wrestling Reverb. We have a Facebook page, do a heap of giveaways all the time, and then. My co-host and I, Kevin Corral, we uh, do um, any. We do usually a couple shows a week, one before Raw, one later in the week. We're going to have a show tomorrow. We'll have a show coming up at the end of the week. Reverb Rewind is starting. We're going to look back at old classic pay-per-views. And, yeah, we just like to have a good time like all you guys do, just chit-chatting about wrestling, really. And we can find you at that's anchor.fm slash wrestling reverb and available on all podcast places. Is that right? That is correct. Okay, great, great, great. And also, um, Josh has got some um, merchandise that you can pick up through the Pulse Podcast Network. So um, go and check that out and obviously follow all of his stuff. Um, Very good friend of the show. And also dealt with me the other day when I invaded his show with Levi. Oh, yeah, uh, he's just invaded. It was just like, I was like, oh, boy. No, it was great. It was a really good time. It was actually, it was. Um, next up, Smiley, do you want to give us a little bit of an idea of where we can find you, what you're up to in the future? Yep, you can definitely find me on Podbean at ttpodcast.podbean.com. You can also find me on Spotify, Google Play. Um, my Twitter is SmileyBabyBlue. Like my, you know, you can find the, the Twitter to the podcast in my description. Uh, also follow me on iTunes. I do do weekly shows. I am just coming back from a break because unfortunately I lost my second co-host. So now my third co-host from the UK is coming to save my butt. So <laughs> I'll be back this week talking about wrestling. I talk about everything wrestling, everything. I watch a lot of wrestling. So definitely, you know, I am the 
producer and I do everything myself. Just let you know that. So happy Black History Month to me. <laughs> but definitely, uh, you can also find my Twitter at SmileyBabyBoo. That's Smiley B-A-B-I-Boo. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, you can, I will be putting all their links in the description when this is cut to a separate version later. But thank you very much, Smiley, for coming on. Um, and yeah, I've always been laughing at the random tweets she puts out and stuff. So it's really, really fun. And I've <laughs> gone back and there's lots of stuff, <laughs> lots of stuff in the archive. And she's always retweeting my stuff out. These are people that I've been speaking to and interacting with on Twitter for a long, long time. Really wanted to get them all on. So thank you very much for finding the time tonight to come on, uh, Smiley. Now. Next up, Nicholas um, from the GG Vision. Do you want to give us an idea of where we can find you? And just, you've got a minute. Take it away. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ggvision88. You can also find me on YouTube. That's where I spend most of my uh, time creating content. Um, I do, my biggest project is the in-ring rundown. Like I said, it's uh, not necessarily just a review, but it's more of a satire show. Uh, takes a bit to edit, but I try to get one done each week. This week, I'm definitely going to be either doing Raw or SmackDown. But I don't just do wrestling. I have a lot of things like Smash Bros. content. I also run a Pokemon League that people can compete for money. And then, like I said, it's way more fun and intense than it should be. Um, this was actually my first collab, and I had a lot of fun tonight. And I look forward and really want to do this more again with people. And, uh, yeah, I promise to all have content out each week. And I just want to thank you for having me on, honestly. It was fun. This, this one in particular, this collab in particular has been a long time coming. I um, reached out to Nicholas like way back, like during my crazy two weeks in December. And um, like it was, wasn't it? It would have been like end of November. Yeah, it was beginning of December. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And we've been trying to get this to work um, for a while. And I'm so happy that you've came on because you are very underappreciated in what you're doing at the moment. And I hope that I can bring any kind of spotlight to what you're doing because God damn that the work you're doing on those edits way more than I do. So Yeah, um, that, that Royal Rumble one took about a good 33 hours. <laughs> yeah, It takes a yeah. while. <laughs> But it's, it's great to have people out there passionate. And that's all I want on the show. People that are passionate about creating content. That's fun. Now, and you can, and yeah, and it was, it was fun as hell. Um, and obviously, um, I've hopefully that you've been able to meet some other people here, get some of the collabs going. Um, world's your oyster, my friend. Uh, next <laughs> up, next up, um, we have Levi from the Ruthless Aggression Pod. You have a minute. Do whatever you want within reason. Oh boy. Dada, I love you. I hate you. I can't get him. Well, welcome everybody to Master Square Garden. We got Eugene versus Snitsky in the main event. I'm sorry. Uh, Val, uh, I appreciate you having me on the show, man. Um, uh, it's good to be back. Anytime you need me, bro, just hit me up. I got you. And uh, got to get you on the show soon. But if you looked at that Elimination Chamber tonight and you were like, what is the lineage? Where did this all begin? Go check out our show, Ruthless Aggression Podcast, where we just covered that in our Survivor Series 2002 episode. You'll learn a few things like how Triple H could have died in that match. You will learn about Reverend Devon. We do a Reverend Devon retrospective and so much more. So, um, and we have a plethora of other episodes like Vengeance and SummerSlam 2002 or Shawn Michaels came back. So if you want to 
go back and check out this so-called era. We're out to answer the question, was it really an era? Can we mark if it was impactful, this, that, or the other? So that's anchor.fm forward slash Ruthless Potter anywhere a podcast is available. Great. Um, and also, yeah, just to mention, I'll be linking them all in, but you can find Smiley, I think she did say, um, tntpodcast.podbean.com and obviously everyone else. Now, because you did it, yeah, and screw you, Levo. So I'm going to attempt what? to play this on the way out. <laughs> uh, so I was trying, uh, trying earlier on, yeah. What is happening? It's fine. So we had a... Uh, <clears throat> Let's see if I can do it, because I tried earlier on, but my guitar's like totally bad, so... (laughs) (laughs) Hello, my friend, we'll meet again. It's been a while, where should we begin? Feels like forever. Oh, boy. When in my heart a memory, a perfect love that you gave to me. Now this is hot. Oh, I remember (laughs) when you are with me. And that's wrong, but I don't care. You get the idea. So, thanks. When you are with me, me, I'm free. I'm careless, I believe Above all the others We're flying This brings tears to my eyes My sacrifice Yeah! We did it, we did it! We did it! Bravo, bravo everyone So, uh on that note, what? listen Can't to the fruition. performance. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. Exclusive. And a new t-shirt will be coming out soon is Wouldn't You Want to Walk With Foul? So that's coming out soon exclusively on ProWrestingTees.com. Uh, Wouldn't it be so, fly uh, with foul, you know? Voice. And no, I have no idea what you're talking about, Levi. Why do you guys keep talking about that? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, in my country, it's illegal. So, um, but thank you very much, everyone, for joining. <laughs> for, for joining, um, we will be doing another one of these hot take roundtables directly after Fastlane. I will be live on Wednesday for another weekly wrestling recap. Make sure you follow all these folks in here. Um, thank you for joining me from time and in memorial earlier on. I've got work in a few hours, so I'm going to end this. I'm going to be very tired, but it was worth it. It was totally worth it. So thank you, everyone, in the stream. Um, If you guys want to do a little quick goodbye while I sign us out, um, you're more than welcome. Make noise if you want. No, no. No, no, no. The chat is long. Bye. Me and all my friendly Canaanites are going to join me at the mail. At least it's not testicles. On that note, this has been Final Original. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
Thanks for listening to the show. And if you'd like to hear more, then feel free to follow me here on the podcast ways. Also, you can check me out on youtube.com slash foul original wrestling for the weekly wrestling recap, which happens every Wednesday and Sunday live on YouTube, 8 p.m. GMT. This has been a foul original podcast. Thanks for listening. Hear you next time.